Celebrating Cooperative Missions podcast is sponsored by the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, a state convention supported by the Southern Baptist Convention. Welcome to the Celebrating Cooperative Missions podcast, a podcast dedicated to informing churches about the cooperative program and the mission efforts it supports in Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and beyond. I'm your host, Michaela Mays, and if you are new to the cooperative program scene, then you're in the right place. On Celebrating Cooperative Missions, we strive to bring you clarity on what your giving and prayers are going towards and the kingdom movement you have a part in accelerating. Your giving has a huge impact, whether you realize that or not, because when your church gives to the cooperative program, it is joining other churches in accelerating kingdom movement in your backyard and beyond. I'm talking all the way around the world. And we think that's something worth celebrating. So thank you for joining us as we celebrate cooperative missions and share the stories and lives your giving has impacted for the sake of the gospel. So just some quick background knowledge for you as we head into this podcast. At the state level, 68% of the funds given to the Baptist Resource Network is used to fund ministries at the church level, as well as disaster relief projects, next-gen ministries, partnerships, church resources, pastor and staff benefits, and more. At the national level, 32% of your generous giving supports domestic and international missionaries through the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board, students studying at SBC seminaries, and those advocating for religious liberties through the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. So again, your giving is doing a lot for the kingdom. God is using it to do amazing things for the sake of the gospel in your backyard and all around the world. And that's what this podcast is all about, highlighting those stories that you have had a part in. So for this month's episode, we are kicking off celebrating cooperative missions by heading to the Lehigh Valley region of Pennsylvania. Here, we're going to sit down and chat with Pastor Joe Velarde, who, through the support of cooperative giving, was able to plant River Bend Community Church back in 2009. I hope you enjoy our conversation, and thanks again for tuning in and helping us celebrate cooperative missions. Well, Pastor Joe, thank you so much for joining us today for the very first episode of a new podcast series that we're doing about the cooperative program. Um, we're really glad that you could be on here. I knew I'm like, if I get to interview Joe first, it's going to be a good time. Hey, well, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for the work you're doing. It's always a joy uh, to be with you and also to talk about things that are so important to what we do here as a BRN family. And so I'm grateful for the way you guys craft content and help the word get out. And even the fact that you are paid to um, encourage me by talking about how much joy and energy I bring. I know that they don't know this, but I gave you like $10 beforehand to say things like that. Yes. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> no. Praise God for Venmo. <laughs> Cash app, whatever, you yeah. know, whatever you use, yeah. whatever you use. <laughs> I'm actually charging him by the minute. It's That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm so grateful that you could be on here today um, to kick off this just kind of long forum conversation about the cooperative program and really what it is and what it means to our churches. Um, but before I kind of deep dive into the cooperative program questions, 
Would you mind sharing just a little about your church, your position at Riverbend Community Church, kind of where you guys are located at so our audience can get like the demographic? Um, and then also how long have you been at Riverbend Community Church? Yeah, so we are in what's called the Lehigh Valley area, which is mm-hmm. uh, really uh, consists of three cities, Allentown, Bethlehem, and Easton. And so we're right in the middle of the Lehigh Valley. Um, and so Riverbend actually is named in part of the living water of Jesus and how it flows, but also right between Allentown and Bethlehem, there's this river called the Lehigh River, and it bends right where we are. So we're really close to the airport. We're close to where the Iron Pigs plays uh, and their stadium is, as well as um, our where our building and our offices are located here in the middle of the Lehigh Valley. And so uh, back in 2009, uh, Riverbend started, and I'm the founding and lead pastor of the church. Oh, nice. And so uh, so we've, we've been here uh, since then, and, and our heart really is about living for Jesus and the everyday, ordinary, and extraordinary moments of life and mm-hmm. loving the valley um, and loving and serving as Jesus did that uh, while he walked the earth, but also sharing what Jesus has done for all people. And I would say, as you look at really the context of who we're reaching and what God has allowed us to be a part of when it comes to disciple making, we're, we're seeing a, a good range of people. I would say we have a lot of college students because of Yay. our relationship. Love my <laughs> college students. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We, we've got a great relationship with uh, the area crew directors who actually mm. are part of our church. And he actually serves as one of our elders here at oh, the church. Awesome. And so it's been really neat to be able to get to know college ministry in that way. Uh, with Lehigh being so close to here, as well as we have a lot of young families, um, b- people who have just started uh, adding to their their families. So you, mm. you're seeing a lot of people um, who who have a lot of young kiddos in that regard. And then we have young professionals as well as some retirees and all kinds of different people that make up what Riverbend is. And, and really, that's that's really what we want. We want a variety of people um, from a different uh, life stage and, and vantage point. And we're always looking for ways to get people connected. In fact, before I jumped on this podcast, we were in a staff team meeting. And one of the large reasons why I was delayed getting on this call <laughs> with you was because we were talking about what does it look like to create meetups for people mm. in different stages while looking at the whole and helping them to connect to the people who are in different life stages as well, because we want to do both. Um, And so that was a a large conversation part uh, that was not on the agenda, but came up and uh, was important because it's something that we continue to wrestle with, especially as you have such a variety of people in different ages and stages Mm -hmm. of a life. So we're continuing to go after that. And and really our heart, um, again, is to help people to come encounter, experience Jesus, connect with other followers of Jesus and commit to living for Jesus and loving the valley in the world and, and to be part of a multiplication movement, whether that's through uh, new new disciples, new leaders, new ministries and new churches. And so we really um, are about that. That's, you know, part of the joy of what I get to do, even with the BRN side of things is is multiply PASJ, a little mm-hmm. shout out for that, uh, which really is fed and we'll get to this in a minute, but the cooperative program helps mm-hmm. with a lot of things that I've personally been able to experience and then what it is uh, that our churches get to experience as well. Mm. That's awesome. 
Well, since you just gave me like the best transition there to just head right into the co-opter program, which thank you for sharing that background uh, with oh, us. Oh, my pleasure. I just, your church is great. I love, I think my favorite ministry that I get to see you guys do is Night to Shine. I well, love those up. pictures every year. So <laughs> okay. just, you know, a little uh, plug in there for that. Um, uh, awesome. But yeah, transitioning to the co-opter program, how... I'm just going to start off real basic here. How would you define the cooperative program? And like, say someone comes up to you in your congregation and you're like, I have a minute to explain the cooperative program. How would you do that? Well, I would say very quickly, succinctly, collaboration is really what cooperative program is about. Mm-hmm. So it's what makes us unique within the BRN family and the SBC family is that Together, we cooperate resources, financially speaking, for the greater good of kingdom movement. And then there's some specifics that I could get get into as far as mm-hmm. what that looks like uh, through things like church planning arm, uh, what's going on with the SIN network, what's going on uh, with disaster relief, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how we're a part of that ministry, our seminaries and education, as well as our international missionary arm imb resources like that are supported and and funded because churches have chosen to cooperate and collaborate in this way Mm, okay that's really strong that was a really strong definition to start off the podcast so thank you my Um, pleasure my pleasure (laughs) (laughs) so basically in nutshell cooperative program is collaborative funding for kingdom projects if we had to yes yeah Yeah, if we had to boil it down like i really think i think that's the heart of it is you know we're really choosing to say hey while we have autonomy and that's what's Mm. another unique feature of being a part of the brn family and the sbc family every church is autonomous and Mm -hmm. yet we have chosen to collaborate and come together for a greater good and that's, that is uncommon. That's uncommon. And again, it doesn't mm-hmm. make us better than somebody else. It's just a unique part to who we are and what yeah. we do. So people are often even thrown off by that because they don't understand, I think, the fact that no one really is going to be knocking down our door and be like, you've got to do this. You've got to do that. Yes, <laughs> we, we agreed on shared values and beliefs, mm-hmm. you know, and we also share within that um, that we want to cooperate, we want to give resources, we want to be a part of it. It's in our, it's on our DNA mm-hmm. uh, when we chose to be a part of this convention. When we chose to be a part of the BRN family as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and and kind of bringing that in even like to a, a smaller like microscopic look from like the the national the state to in Riverbend. How has the cooperative program impacted your ministry? there yeah well when i when i look at what it is that we've been able to do um i I think part of what people don't maybe realize is a lot of the resourcing and funding as far as the church planners that are supported it comes through those cooperative program dollars so Mm. when i look at my funding as as i became uh, a missionary on a church planning side of things uh, those, those resources were available to me because people chose to give so on a personal level it's really personal that way then i think about 
we go further out, you know, and we start looking at it even further. Then I look at people who are in state who are then supported through cooperative program dollars that then help to create what the North American Mission Board is and our Sin City missionaries and the mm-hmm. things like that. And I work directly with them. You know, I think of people like Cal Canty, Todd Bill. Uh, you know, I, I can go on and on and on about all the, the different people. Uh, Michael Nerger, Hal Hopkins. You know, I can go through a list of guys mm-hmm. who I've personally been impacted by, including Dr. Barry Whitworth. You know, when he mm-hmm. had a different role uh, than, than he currently has. You know, he was the guy I was interfacing with from a state convention side, but also from a a North American mission board side. And and those relationships have been instrumental in my own development, my growth, what the church has become. And even um, as I've discerned next steps and when we have setbacks that become setups for something greater, they are the people cheering me on, encouraging me to to stay with it. You know, Barry uh, Whitworth, Dr. Barry Whitworth, you know, early on, because I'm from Atlanta originally, just said, hey, you've got to be willing uh, to commit your life here um, at least, at least for 10 years, you know, and, and I've been here longer and thankfully my wife is from this area. So that helps. Uh, but the idea is, Hey, don't, don't be short-sighted. Take the long, long-term approach with that. And then, then on a, another level is I think about it personally, which I think feeds into what it is that you're talking about is I think about the multiplication efforts that we've been a part of with church planting. Um, mm. so we, we're, we're a church plant. But we also believe, as I said early on, about really helping to raise up and multiply disciples, uh, new leaders, new ministries, and new churches. And that's part of the, the whole arm of Multiply PASJ. And, and in my own experiences of what I've, I've been able to glean and take from cooperative program and people who have invested in me, I've wanted to then see that multiplied. And so one of the ways that's happened is we've been able to work with a variety of church planners here in the Lehigh Valley, you know, I think about uh, my, my buddy, Adam Kern, who's at the Vine Church and uh, really doing a great job in Schnecksville, Pennsylvania. So it's really close to here. But he did a church planning residence with us and he was one of our interns. Okay. And we got to send him out and be a sending church. And we're still in not only a good relationship with one another, but we collaborate. Like he's helping with their church partner with Night to Shine. And they're doing a great job. But it's, it's resourcing that help to fund his position from cooperative program dollars, as well as resources that were available through the people that those funds mm-hmm. support, you know, the, the, the staff team and, and the different members of that team. Um, and then I think about, we have a new church planting resident now named Wilson Tuero, who's a Hispanic church planter. Um, and, and he's getting resourcing because of the cooperative program and the dollars there as a missionary and, and looking to reach the Hispanic population here in the Lehigh Valley through church planning. And so it's, it's those types of things that the cooperative program has unleashed and enabled us to do when it comes to multiplication, not just personally, but also mm-hmm. as we think about multiplication through others and seeing the work continue. Mm. That's so good. So it sounds like like just from your even your personal experience, like the, the cooperative program is not just it's not just, you know, money or dollars, you know, going to like some mm. national, like going to the national level, yeah. it, it funnels back to investing in people we have on the ground in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I think we, when you recognize 
what the, the gift is that's given by doing that. And then even looking at creative ways to, you know, you know, to continue to not only invest in, but also to work with the local side of things. So I think mm -hmm. this is why it's important, these kind of conversations to say, okay, you know, asking the questions like, hey, how, how did these monies come back locally? Mm -hmm. um, how are they supporting what we're doing here? And then beyond as well, like, because obviously I care deeply about what's going on locally and it's mm -hmm. impacted me, but I love to be able to get up in front of our church and when there's a disaster that's here to honestly say with, with genuine sincerity, your resources have helped us to already have boots on the ground, mm. you know, yeah. and that's true. Like that's true, both locally and internationally as well. And then on a global standpoint, you know, when there's uh, a mission opportunity or mission work that's available mm -hmm. through the international mission board, um, really even pointing people to that. And we're continuing to work ways and look for ways to communicate that more clearly because mm -hmm. a lot of times people, you know, there's just a lot of entities and sometimes it's like, yeah, unfamiliar <laughs> language. It's like, what does that even mean? You know, Baptist, we, we love our acronyms. That's right. What is that? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what are you saying? You know, and, and again, a lot of times, you know, there can be a bit of, um, confusion around that so we want to continue to bring clarity hmm. and are there any ways that you you've kind of done that just within riverbend like kind of like i guess for lack of better terms but like advertising the cooperative program like if there's any i guess any ways that you could share that you guys do that that might be beneficial to other churches well i think i think one of the things that i would say on the front end is i think it's important to make sure whatever leadership system or structure you have that on the top, people actually know what these dollars are going towards. So when you look at your budget and you're trying to explain to them, why are X amount of dollars going to this bucket? Like yeah. what, what, what is this bucket? A lot of times leaders don't know because we haven't told them or shared with them. And a lot of times too, the mission uh, structure and processes um, if they're not in-house or it's like a missionary that you know personally, it gets harder to really get people connected to it. Mm -hmm. So you have to go, and and the IM, thankfully the IMB has people that you could have come in and share and mm -hmm. there are resources available and same thing with Sin Network. And obviously we have a lot going on here locally in Pennsylvania, South Jersey, where there's plenty of opportunities to do that. But I would say that it starts with a leadership understanding. So you know, we want to articulate that. Then the, the second thing is whenever I, I'm talking about the offering, I always try to time it, um, especially when there's disasters, I always try to tie it back to the fact that your resources um, and your giving have allowed us to work with an organization called Sin Relief. Mm. Um, and as clear as I can be, you know, and the same thing with church planning, hey, your resources have allowed us to support Wilson Tuero, you know, or Adam Kern, you're, you're giving. And um, they don't necessarily know that the terminology may be cooperative program, not that we're mm -hmm. afraid to use that language. I just want to make sure it's concrete enough yeah, that they absolutely. know, hey, this is, this is what it's doing. And I think what we want to do is we want to continue to find other ways to bring light to what it is that we're doing. So I've been in conversations already with we have an outreach team that I'm working with right now. Um, and I've started those conversations with them like, hey, let's look at what IMB is doing. Let's look at, you know, I want to make sure people hear these stories because they have some great 
uh, resources available. And I, I want to uh, continue to, to follow up with them and take a look at what's available there, because I do want to make sure that as that's available, um, that we're leveraging those things to tell the story. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times there's so much going on. So I think what I'm learning is you got to really be intentional with leadership. You got to tie it back to what you're already doing and then look for futuristic ways to engage and to tell the story. And so that's, that's where we're at right now um, in that third quadrant with it is just saying, okay, how do I make sure that we're, we're really uh, taking advantage of all the resources that are available that people could clearly understand what's going on? Um, because I was at a missions conference uh, recently, back in November, actually, and they did such a great job. Um, I was part of the, the team that was there to kind of help think through what it means to be a missionary, you know, all these things. And one of the things that they did is uh, shout out to Smyrna First Baptist Church, Smyrna, Georgia, my hometown. Um, but in, in the midst of that, they, they showed a video, but then they had people who were like on the ground as well. So like, mm. and I am being missionary. And so I think finding those, those connection points. So if you go to the IMB site, they have a lot of resources. I know even uh, Dr. Whitworth has made it clear that, you know, if we have people that we want to bring in mm -hmm. uh, to come share about the different missionary work that they're doing, that we, we have connections, we have ways that we can help to make that happen uh, with our relationship with IMB and, and, and other um, people and, and organizations that are supported through cooperative program as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's really helpful even me just as like a church member being yeah. able to put like a face to a story and being like, Oh, that's the person that my like $5 went to, you know, like just being like, yeah. Oh, that actually had an impact and kind yeah. of being able to trace the lines to connect that. Um, which is like, probably what's really important for our congregations to understand about the cooperative program is that like, you know, they give X amount of money, on like a Sunday or, or to the cooperative program. And then it like, you know, it could go the whole way to helping a, a missionary in Africa. Like, you know, we just, yeah. we're coming back to the local level. There's just so many avenues that that funding helps. Yeah. And I think the longer I'm in it and, and really recognizing just uh, this is a leadership principle that's not limited to this conversation, mm -hmm. but it's important. A majority of people, even if you're a great communicator, they cannot make the connection without concrete mm -hmm. connectors. So there has to be so a face, a story, a way. They need to, but most people just can't do that. And that doesn't mean that they're unintelligent people. It's just that most people, especially in this state, they're mm -hmm. a, you got to show me first. You yeah. got to show me, not just tell me. You got to show me what this means. You got to show me, you know, what the resources are going towards and and who those people are and i think that really um brings about a trust and a sense of ownership together um and, and again i can drive visionaries crazy like myself because i'm like i've painted this beautiful picture and i <laughs> yeah. you know i've used images and i've alliterated it whatever you do an acrostic i you know have a sticky <laughs> statement and again, not that those things shouldn't be done, but they if there's not a clear connection for them, mm -hmm. that's concrete. Most people, and again, it's not limited to our state convention, Pennsylvania, South Jersey, but most people 
can't get their arms around it. They just mm-hmm. can't take that leap because their minds, um, the way they process information, the way they see things, again, it's just different. And it doesn't make it wrong or right. It's just how mm-hmm. God made them. And so yeah. if that's the majority, how are we doing that? How are we telling those stories? What are the ways that we're using videos, uh, people coming in to share, um, concreteness of really something that they could get their hands around. So if there are, are projects that would help towards even demonstrating, you know, what the IMB does or the network or Baptist Resource Network, you know, BRN, you know, like what we want to help people get their hands around that kind of stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which is exactly why, you know, where the resource network kind of just fits into the name, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the thing. It's like, we want to, you know, BRN wants to be a resource network mm-hmm. for these churches. And I think we want to, don't hesitate, even if the answer is we're not sure yet, or we don't know, they're going to look into it at least to try to help mm-hmm, yeah. offer support, especially around this area of cooperative program. Because again, because it's unique. And I think it is one of the beautiful things about what we do, but it is unique because the language of it is different for a lot. A lot of people, mm-hmm. especially in BRN family circles, most of them did not grow up. And I wouldn't say all of them in that tradition. So it's new. It's a new thing. It's yeah. a new it's a new dichotomy for them to, to work through and to kind of be like, okay, anytime there's new language or language that's in, unfamiliar or even language that is uh, familiar, there's definitions that are often attached to it. And so one of the kind things that we do and helpful things we do is to provide the clarity around what this is and what this isn't, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like, yeah. like this isn't, you know, this isn't like, um, Hey, at some point they're going to come in <laughs> because some denominations like the buildings owned by the organization mm-hmm. or by the you know denomination, we don't operate that way. No, you know, we, yeah. you know, and, and I think it's important, especially in our context to just say, Hey, as we collaborate through cooperative program, uh, it's our resourcing together that allows more to happen. And we are making a choice, mm-hmm. a willing choice to be a part of it in this way. And it's beautiful. It's a beautiful picture of what we're able to do to do the hands and feet of Jesus together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you might have kind of already answered this one a little bit, but yeah, it, sure. you had to give like maybe like a one one sentence answer to this. But what do you wish your congregation knew about the CP? Yeah, I I think more than anything, I wish they could understand fully the magnitude of what it actually accomplishes. Mm. And I and I think that's the that's the job of us to do it. It's a it's beautiful because there's resources out there to help with it, but there's so much to pull from. So I think the curating of it is the part I'm at right now. I'm trying to figure out how do you go about curating <laughs> this information in a way that's tangible enough for and accessible enough for the person that's just not only part of our church, but it's vested in it, but also those who are maybe not as vested as you'd want mm-hmm. them to be. So I think just to fully understand the magnitude and the impact of it. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's all I have. Thank you so much for just helping us bring some clarity to the cooperative program and how Riverbend has uh, just also benefited from it and from the funding, how you personally have, and just being a part of our beer and family. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to enjoy. Thanks for all you do. 
and really grateful that we're in it together. And it's yes, awesome to, amen. to, to cooperate and collaborate and be a network of churches that are really in it uh, together. And, and just like the Eagles, we're hopeful they're going to be successful in this playoff <laughs> run. We're only as good as every person, every player doing its part. And that's, again, another way that we can look at this whole thing is understanding uh, the part that each of us play together mm-hmm. in order to be successful for God's sake and the sake of lifting up the name of Jesus together. Mm, yes, that's so good. Thank you so much, Pastor Joe. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and celebrating cooperative missions with us today. If you liked what you heard, then click the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode of Celebrating Cooperative Missions. And if you want others to know about this podcast, then all you have to do is leave us a quick review or share it with a friend. Either way, we'll help get the word out. And for your convenience, this podcast is available on a number of podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. So take your pick and tune in. You can also check out more Cooperative Mission content as well as information on cooperative giving online at the BRN's website. That's brnunited.org. Again, brnunited.org. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next month for the latest episode of Celebrating Cooperative Missions. And of course, until then, take care and may the Lord bless all of your cooperative efforts.